What's up? It's Aiden Jones. You listen to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 31st of March, 2020. What a fucking week, man. My word. It's, um, first of all, I guess, uh, yesterday was 100 days since I last had a drink. Pretty proud of that. It's actually been like probably closer to something like 300, 250, 300 since I quit drinking in June. But I had that one drink over Christmas. So that was 100 days that I've not drank alcohol at all, period. Fucking nothing. That felt really good. Um, I'm feeling so much better this week than last week. Uh, just what a difference a week has made, man. Um, first of all, let me take a sip of this tea. Oh, I treated myself on Saturday. I got a box of this Australian breakfast, no, Australian afternoon tea rather than the English breakfast stuff that I normally get. It's $11 for a box compared to, um, compared to, um, five bucks for the same size box of the, uh, English breakfast tea. And you know what? I don't actually know if I do like it that much better, or maybe I just like that it's called Australian. There's something to be said for the pool of, um, of nationalism, man. I've noticed lately in text, I've started using a lot more Australian flags as a like kind of ironic, but also just like proud or, you know, like I love you. I love, I love my friends. I love where I'm at. I love, um, I just, there's, it is stirring. I know people who are all like, oh, nationalism and, and, and it's like jingoistic and it's a lie and we're all the same. And it's true. We are all the same, but, you raise somewhere and and you're kind of fed the myths of the place where you born and grew up and it fucking resonates emotionally. It's not that it's it's maybe maybe what Australia means to me is in the fucking how deep did I get so quick? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I take one sip of tea and a minute later I'm like, you know, I think Australia. What Australia means to me. <laughs> God damn it. I just can't fucking help myself, can I? Um, <laughs> but let me stay on track because I do care about it. What Australia what Australia means to me is, <laughs> is um is like it's it's about maybe feelings of nostalgia, you know? Because the things that I share with other Australian people are the culture that we all grew up with, that we all shared while growing up, and especially people my age, the the memories that we have of our childhood growing up in Australia that are pretty uniform in, uh, I guess, in major cities anyway, which is where most of the population lives. So it's like when I'm proud of being Australian, there's a lot of media, I guess, floating around that kind of harks back to that nostalgia for people of my, you know, like mid mid 20s to early 30s that like there's a lot of nostalgia that kind of strikes chords for people and so I'm thinking specifically of Struthless Struthless69 on Instagram. If you guys fucking look that dude up, he's my fucking guy, man. That's um that's my dude. And a lot of his stuff is like very Australiana, you know, like the TV that we used to have stuff about Triple J and the different ads and 
sports figures and whatever that corny shit from like the 90s and 2000s and i think that's what australia means to me and that's kind of what i'm when i I, i'll message my friends and uh like at the end of a message i'll just put an australian flag and i think the feeling that i'm trying to grasp at when i do that is like that the the feeling of togetherness that i get when i share those kinds of jokes with people about fuck remember cheese tv remember um I don't know, odd bods and Tarzos and fucking uh, 30 cent, um, 30 cent fucking Zupa Dupas from the school canteen. Remember, um, remember Mrs. Dubay teaching swimming. <laughs> I mean, that's just very specific to Black Forest Primary School. <laughs> remember, uh, remember Australia getting into the World Cup, beating Uruguay on penalty shootouts in 2005. Fuck. Remember when you, where you were for that. I was at home um, with my family and a few family friends in the living room and I remember my mum left the room. She couldn't watch the fucking... She couldn't watch it. She had to leave the room. She was always bad at watching sports. She'd get too nervous. Same thing when we... Uh, when the, Crow, the Adelaide Crows winning back-to-back premierships, 97-98... I don't even care about AFL. I think the last moment that I cared about AFL was when we won that premiership. <sighs> but I remember mum always like watching. I remember we beat the Bulldogs in the in the, in the the one before, in the preliminary final. Is that the what it's called? The one before the grand final? That's the problem with fucking AFL, man. They have four finals and they call them names that you can't even remember. Is it... Is it quarterfinal, semifinal, preliminary final, grand final? Or is it preliminary final, quarterfinal, semifinal, grand final? Why don't they just... Surely the semifinal is the last one before the grand final. But preliminary final means the one before. So what are you guys fucking playing at? And then which one's the quarterfinal? Surely that's the round of eight. That goes into four. Yeah? But there is no round of that because it goes eight and then it goes four and then there's another four. Because they've two teams fucking skip a round of finals. That's what I'm fucking saying, man. It's so confusing. And that's why I don't care about AFL. Anyway. <laughs> Australia! <laughs> um, I'm feeling so much better this week, man. I've started to get a bit of a routine. I wake up every morning at about 8, 8.30. I'm doing yoga every day. I just today finished the seven-day yoga challenge from Sarah Beth Yoga on YouTube. I think actually now that I've done it, I think what you're supposed to do is do it again a few times. But uh, I'm going to try that other chick. Uh, is it yoga with Ariane or whatever the fuck it's called? She's got a 30-day yoga challenge apparently. My brother told me about it. So I want to do that starting tomorrow. So I wake up between 8 and 8.30. I do my yoga, 15, 20 minutes. And then I make breakfast. I've been alternating between either pumpkin soup or like a bacon and egg roll. And uh, I make that. And then I sit down with my laptop and I watch an episode of The Sopranos. And man, oh man, is The Sopranos a fucking good show or what? I've been meaning to watch The Sopranos. That sounded like I got choked up there. I didn't. I just did a weird, like, kind of hiccup. I have been meaning to watch The Sopranos for such a long time. And it's like, it's really such a privilege to finally just be able to do this for myself. 
I've been meaning to watch it for fucking ages. And um, now, finally, I have the time every day, just an hour, sit down, have breakfast, have a have a tea, and uh, watch this man. Tony Soprano is a really sweet man. If you haven't watched it, uh, like, I mean, I don't know that much about about like TV or whatever, but I was talking to my friend Lucy the other day, who's just like a huge, um, what do they call a, a cinephile, but for TV, a TV, uh, she's like a big TV head, a show head, she's, uh, she loves shows, she's just, I don't know, she's big into TV, and um, I was telling her I watched The Sopranos, and she was explaining to me how The Sopranos basically kind of created or not create like it 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 changed what TV could be from being like it 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 in the nineties even with the Simpsons which is amazing TV it's still very episodic and it was always left to cinema to be like the realm of long form drama you know but The Sopranos evidently was the first time that TV kind of became this long-form dramatic storytelling thing where you could have characters being developed not over one or two episodes but over a whole season or a whole series um and i'm just excited to watch it because i know everyone always says it's the sopranos the wire and breaking bad are the three great tv shows um of like the modern era and i'm watching the sopranos man i just finished season one yesterday i'm, I'm watching season two now just started it today and it's really fucking amazing. Tony Soprano is, uh, he reminds me of my mate Dave. He's like, he's like a lad and he has this tough exterior that he projects out to everyone, but he's also such a sweet man. And, um, it's interesting. He knows that he is that, like, he's not unaware of his soft side he is aware of it but he's also very aware of the fact that he needs to project this tough exterior to protect himself and to protect his family in the world that he lives um and uh yeah i mean uh who's the guy again uh something gandalfini is it james gandalfini or is it Paducci gandalfini <laughs> hey shut up um I can't remember. What is it? Is it fucking... Okay, Google. What's the name of the guy who played Tony Soprano? Oh, that's good. Tony Soprano was played by James Gandolfini. There we fucking go. Crushed it. Um, James Gandolfini. Dude, I remember when he died. But yeah, he plays him so... He's... He's like really vulnerable and um, sweet is the best word that I can think of. Because he's got like all these women who he's like going behind his wife's back and sleeping with these women and he's doesn't it, it's interesting he doesn't show them a lot of the time he doesn't show them the side that he shows his wife and it shows him being like very intimate and and having sex with these women and going to the brothel and all of that but he doesn't show them the same vulnerability that he shows around his... He shows vulnerability in three places, around his wife and his family, around his friends, and around his therapist. That's interesting, isn't it? That his uh, 
there was in the episode just now, there was a moment with his friends where they were all laughing and joking with each other. One of his friends just came back from being like on the run or whatever and uh, kind of came back into the crime syndicate or whatever they call it, the family. Our thing. This is our thing. Um, and they like got him back in and then they were like, all right, come on, do the thing. And he started doing the impression. I don't even know what the impression's from, but it's like, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. And this guy, all the dudes are like standing around at the pool table and this guy's just there imitating what I can only imagine, I guess, is like other Italian-American crime figures from movies. But he's doing these whole impersonations and they're all fucking killing themselves laughing. And it's like, it's very sweet. And it's like, that's where... He's showing vulnerability around his friends, you know? It's like, it's just, it's just so sweet. They're all enjoying themselves. And these guys, and they fucking are always looking over their shoulders. They're scared. They're, um, they're fucking going out and killing people. They're double-crossing each other. Even in the tight circles, like, there's still an element of distrust between them. But then they also have these moments where they're just fucking guys sitting around... You know, listening to their mate do an imitation of movie characters and all fucking loving it, losing their shit, laughing and like slapping each other on the back. It's so nice. Anyway, that's a great show. So I'm doing that every morning, watching an episode of The Sopranos. And uh, I just now, I went out into my garden after that and oh. I need to give myself a little bit more time on these sips of tea. Why am I trying to rush it? Don't rush it, Aiden. You're in lockdown. You don't need to rush anything. I didn't leave the house yesterday. I didn't even go for a walk around the block. I was proud of myself. I've got to leave the house today because I'm going to buy some... Um, I'm going to buy some seeds. I've um, I've really been trying to branch out. Oh, no pun intended with my gardening. Um, I've been... F- fucking going for it i've got all these ideas of shit that i want to do and i'm documenting it all with the backyard bitch that's the thing that's like i guess tying everything all together so i just went out now and uh, i saw that the grass that i laid down about four or five days ago has just sprouted and it's not even green shoots they're all like red shoots like i guess it's the the outside bit that contains the green that's coming up so there's little bits of like like kind of rusty red coming out of the ground and then out of those little shoots are the tiny first bits of green coming out that are going to be the blades of grass. And I walked out there. I had a feeling that today was going to be the day that the shoots came up for the first time. And um, so I got my phone and I just went to film it. Maybe I'll put that. Maybe I'll put the recording of me. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I I bloody will. I'll put the recording of my reaction to the grass. Um, I'll put that at the end of this episode because, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I got real fucking excited. <laughs> I didn't think it was. I couldn't see it at first because of the little red kind of rusty shoots against the brown dirt. Like I couldn't see it. And I was like, ah, oh, today's not the day. And then I got in closer and I was like, oh, there they fucking are. Yes. <laughs> it's so exciting. So I saw that and then I went around the other side just to the back, the bit outside my bedroom window and um, my flowers, which I've finally gotten around to looking up what they are, those flowers there are periwinkles. Um, And I've seen the plants have had like brown on their leaves for the last week or two weeks and I just haven't done anything about it because I'm a dumbass. 
um, and I've been watering them too much, I think, and I looked it up and it's like a, a fungal bacterial infection thing and uh, watering it actually fucks with it because it splashes water up onto the other leaves, so I've been fucking spreading it. One of the plants has died. Some of the other ones are in real bad shape, so I've just plucked off all of the leaves with any bits of brown on them, and um, I'm hoping the plants make it through. They've all still got some leaves on them. Of the six, one died, and the other five have all still got some leaves on them, but they've really, I've fucking torn them to shreds a little bit. I'm hoping they make it through. Just out there, man, just on my hands and knees, inspecting all these leaves. Every time I picked one, it was like in the way of that that leaf. I'd pick it away, and then I'd see like three other leaves behind it just covered in brown dots. It's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking stuff. These plants that I've planted and I've been caring for, and they've fucking got the mold. Got them. I've been reading a lot because my grandpa sent me a uh, a, a picture a picture? What the fuck am I talking about? My gra- <laughs> I get, man, all right, I'll talk about my grandpa in a second. Where am I? Let me write down on my notes here. Pap. That's what I call my grandpa. Um, I was talking to fucking Luca the other day because I went around his house and, and he had said before we went around that he was going to cook me dinner and he when when we got back to his he was like all right I'll put the dinner on and I'll um go do something with the plants in my room or some shit and I was like dope we get in I sit down on the couch Luca sits down like a couple minutes later and I'm like all right what do we got to do to go, you know start this process of doing all this shit and he goes man what do you what no I already did it it's already happening and I was like that was so quick it just blew me away because I I said to him like You've already put the dinner on and you went and did a couple of little bits in your room in like two minutes. Like you just went in and were like, I do that and then I do that. And I said, you know, for me to do that would have taken me like half an hour because I would have been fucking walking into my room and put my bag down and then being like, oh, I need to put dinner on. And then I would have gone to put the dinner on, but like kind of fucked around for a second and seen something in the corner of the room and been like, oh, I need to clean that. Fuck, I got to wipe this table down and then oh, I got to do that stuff in my room and go back there and then be like no I got to put dinner on and just racing around walking into rooms and then forgetting why I walked into them and um Lucas said yeah man maybe you have ADD <laughs> and I was like you know what maybe I fucking do I just thought everyone was like that but evidently Lucas not Luca is a fucking laser beam of focus because he managed to do two tasks in two minutes and uh, and for me, that's very impressive. But then on the other hand, I think maybe I don't have ADD, but it would be very convenient to just be like, oh, I have ADD. You know, like everyone fucking thinks they have ADD when they're just not as effective in their life as they would like to be, I think. No one really feels like they're operating all the time at peak efficiency. And whenever you're not, I guess it feels very convenient just to go oh yeah it's just my ADD that's just my um that's just my mental deficiencies that that prevent me inherently from performing at any sort of reasonable level it's not the fact that I'm just a lazy idiot and I don't rein my fucking brain in right surely there's a level of discipline that you have to take responsibility for yourself rather than just going oh it's just my brain's just shit like how is is an ADD diagnosis actually helpful Maybe it is. Maybe I should start taking some Ritalin. But I don't want to take Ritalin. 
I did drugs on the weekend. Um, and uh, we did acid on Saturday night. There were probably too many people here. We had, uh, there's three of us living here. We had another three people over. There was probably too many. But you know what? I think that's the last time we're going to do that. Um, that, I think, actually, I think taking acid, man, really is the thing that's turned me around. Maybe I was already on the mend. It just last week was a bit of a tough week. You can tell from the podcast that I was all over the place. If you listen to last week's podcast, I was a fucking wreck, man. I had no idea what I was talking about. I was just scared. I uh, was struggling to cope with the complete change in life and the loss of the imagined future that I'd had. And um, there was tension in the house that we managed to acknowledge and resolve, but it took a, took a minute, you know, because everyone was just coping with that. Everyone was just kind of coming to terms with the fact that like life is going to be very different to what we imagined it to be. And um, yeah, that was fucking tough. And we started working through it Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday had about six people over, got some acid, and uh, and we all took it together. Even like on Saturday day, I remember my mates were around, like we had some mates around sitting out in the driveway, and uh, I just didn't, I, I couldn't just sit there and just relax, so I put my fucking gardening gloves on. And I and I changed into some like dirty clothes and some shisha. And it was a beautiful day. <coughs> Saturday in Melbourne was just beautiful, sunny, perfect weather, everything. And uh, so I put some shorts on and I got out in the front garden. At, there were a bunch of weeds that I'd been meaning to get for ages. And um, I just went in there like knee deep and fucking started pulling out weeds. I pulled out probably like two or three wheelie bins full of weeds and was like weeding around the succulents trying to keep them growing there and kill the weeds and <laughs> it just I just did it because I couldn't I couldn't be sitting still I still felt like maybe it was the tension in the house or maybe it was the uncertainty of the everything or maybe it was having people around I just felt very um unsettled and no one really said anything, but I was very aware the whole time when I was just in there pulling out these weeds, like, this is kind of a crazy thing to do, but also, I guess everyone just understands this is what I need to do right now, because I can't just be sitting there and not doing anything, so I'm got, I, I have to just fucking jump in the garden and start pulling out weeds, otherwise I'm going to have a, you know, a freak out. So we took the acid, um around 8.30 and uh, it felt like everyone was trying to not talk about coronavirus and, and everything that was happening. Everyone was scared to talk about it maybe or from for me, I felt like I didn't want to be the one to bring it up because it felt like what we were doing was a bit of escapism but inescapably, the fact looming over my head and I'm sure everyone else's heads was like, is it okay for us to be doing this? Is it is it justifiable or right for us to be ignoring the fact of the situation that we're in? And um, was it the right thing to do for us to get a group of six mates together on a Saturday night like we normally would and and, uh, 
and take drugs. And in that regard, I think acid was the perfect drug to take because it made me think about that and it made me appreciate the seriousness of the situation that we're in. Maybe too late, you know? Maybe I uh, maybe I wasn't taking it seriously enough and, and that we shouldn't have done that at all. But... Um, yeah, I was thinking about it all night and I guess I just, it, it, it made me, first of all, think about it seriously in the situation and secondly, also just really appreciate the like how nice it is to just be around your friends because I'll get serious for a second. I, this, is, this is the most, um, I guess, alarmist that my thoughts got was like, Maybe we're not going to be able to do this again. Like, um, like if this lasts for six months or a year or 18 months, I, I think this is probably a bit much, but I did start to think like, what if, you know, everyone starts getting sick? What if like people that we know start dying? <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? That's crazy talk. Um, I genuinely started to think, you know, like what if... <laughs> <laughs> like, what if some of the people here get fucking sick and die? I mean, is it helpful to go through to those, like, darkest thoughts? I didn't even want to say it right now. It feels crazy to say. Because you don't want to say that kind of, oh, what if I die? Like, I mean, it's important to acknowledge that, right? That's the reality of the situation. What if people around me die? What if I die? And... um I guess doing acid made me acknowledge that I do have those fears. That's like an unspeakable fear, isn't it? What if the worst possible thing happens? I mean, the worst thing is that everyone dies. Is that the worst thing or is the worst thing that like half of the people die? If everyone dies, then there's no one around to be sad. <laughs> Maybe the worst thing is like 70% of people die. <laughs> Is that is that the worst thing? The worst thing is that um, is that like all women or all men die, and so the human race is extinct, and then the people that are left are just hanging around waiting for the species to extinguish itself. God, that's fucking grim, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Aiden. Mm. Um, oh, I just, I couldn't help but think like this, what we're doing this Saturday night, taking drugs, hanging out with my friends, sitting around talking, laughing, ripping on each other. This is such a beautiful thing. And I was having so much fun and there were so many great fucking laughs and, and, um, it was even a, a, a thing of like the first few hours, we were all kind of feeling each other out a little bit and getting comfortable. And I felt like very unsettled and it took, um, took Blake and Annie like calming me down and talking and being like, yeah, it's okay, man. You can in your head, go off to wherever you want and come back and you can be here or you can not be here. And wherever you go, we'll still be here when you get back and whatever. It took them doing that to kind of calm me down. Um, and then once I settled into it and I felt like everyone had settled into it, we just, we just were having fun and it was really fucking beautiful and it made me really appreciate how nice it is to, to have friends in my life that I can do that with. And um, then in that appreciation, it also then made me go, well, you know what? In a, uh, because I appreciate this so much, it's worth 
sacrificing this so that other people can have this, you know? It was like, how great are friends? How great are people? How fucking beautiful is life? And how lucky are we that we get to do this? And now that I recognize that, I now realize that I need to do the right thing and start taking isolation a bit more fucking seriously because if I don't, I might be taking this away from other people or taking it away from myself, you know? That's the seriousness of the situation that we're in. And um, as if right on cue, that was Saturday. On Sunday, the government announced that gatherings of more than two are now illegal in Victoria, punishable by a $1,600 fine. So you know what? It It's fucking about... Um, it was like perfect timing that I realized that because now it's actually... <clears throat> illegal to do what we did. Um, so I was right in my feeling of maybe we're not going to be able to get to do this for a while at least. It might be six months or I don't know what that six months is. Like why six months? Why has six months been the figure that everyone keeps talking about? Because it doesn't seem like it's just going to be six months. It seems like the only end to this is the vaccine and they're saying that's going to be August 2021. So I don't know where everyone's getting six months from, man. I think it's going to be a long fucking slog of this, which is where the garden comes in, baby. Ooh. <sighs> yeah, so my grandpa sent me these... Um, my grandpa sent me these books in the mail and uh, because of the time of year that it is, I've been reading a lot more about what things I can plant in the winter Um. Gardening has really given me a renewed appreciation of the cycle of the year. Like it's important. Spring, summer, autumn, the other one. <laughs> Heck, a guy's just forgotten the other season. The uh, spring, uh, summer, uh, 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 crawlum, craw and uh, scooby boo. <laughs> The uh yeah the the rainy um uh, boop, boop, boop. I mean I was gonna call it the wet season but there is a season called the wet season so it wouldn't have sounded as ignorant in the character as I was hoping to go for so instead I just said boop, boop, boop. <laughs> like you're looking at that guy going mate you know that the season isn't called boop, boop, boop. you know it's not that like you just you there's no way that you're that fucking stupid that you think the season when it gets cold is cold. <laughs> and spring doth turn to summer, then autumn cometh. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll stop. Um, so... Yeah, I've been reading a lot more about what, what things, what crops I can plant in the winter and I've arrived upon and this is why I need to go to the shops today, which is what I was talking about before. I've arrived upon uh, some broad beans so that I can uh, put more nitrogen back in my soil. They're a good green manure crop, which I've learned from my grandpa's book, Green Manure is uh, a green manure crop is a crop that you plant in the ground, let grow and then maybe a month before you plant your springtime crop, you cut the green manure crop down and leave it on the soil and allow it to rot and decompose into the soil and, and it puts nitrogen back in the soil. So you've got good, strong, fertile soil. Um, 
that's like nice and built up ready for your spring early planting crop. So I've got, uh, I'm going to buy some of those. I've found a fun little trick. Um, spring onions. When you buy spring onions from the shops, you can cut off the bits that you eat and the roots. You can just fucking plant those in the soil. And I've found a little trick to, to turn um, a uh, toilet roll. Sorry, just a little burp there. Um, an old toilet roll, cut it so that you can make like a little base of it and it's a little planter. And I don't mean to brag, but we have an abundance of toilet roll here because Liz ordered Who Gives a Crap just before this crisis set in and um, fucking I could not thank her enough for doing that. So I got that, the little planters, make that, fill that with soil and then plant spring onions in each of those, just the roots. And then you got new spring onions, boots. Um... I want to plant some spinach in the area near the succulents out the front that I cleared when I was anxious on Saturday. That's a winter crop. And what was the final one? Spinach, broad beans, spring onions. Oh, and garlic. I'm going to go get some organic garlic from uh, from the shops and plant that as well. So, uh, yeah, there's always more, man. There's always more that... I can be doing in the garden. That's the exciting thing about it. I've got enough of an area, I think. I need to get less anxious with my watering. Stop watering everything every day. It doesn't need to be watered every day, especially now that it's getting colder and less sunny. The evaporation in the soil is lower, so really if I water too much, I'm just rotting the roots of my plants. Um, Got to start looking at some winter crops. Just... Uh, Keeping everything up and, and just keep doing the backyard bitch. That's where I'm at, man. <sighs> just keep filming these videos. Hopefully get some chickens. If anyone knows where we can get chickens, that is the big goal for me now. Get some chickens in the abandoned lot behind our house. And, um, and just keep fucking doing shit, man. And be ready for comedy when it comes back. I think I've got more stuff to talk about with comedy, like about how I'm not going to be doing... I'm probably not going to do uh, Taco at any more festivals. I might do it a couple more times just to get it recorded maybe, but I don't think I'm going to be doing it going forward in the future. I think by the time this is all over, the mood culturally of the world is going to have changed to a point where like... I'm not going to be that interested in talking about the stuff that I was talking about before. I think talking about, I mean, I don't know. My relationship with my dad and my family is always interesting, I think. But I'll probably, I think I'm going to throw all of my material out and start again when comedy comes back, whenever that's going to be. No old jokes, no pre-COVID jokes, all new. And I'm just going to start again. I'm really excited for that, man. It's a new beginning. This is the this is the forest fire clearing out all the dead wood. I think I'm done, man. I'm gonna play that clip of me <laughs> finding my new shoots of grass. What a beautiful metaphor. And then after that, I'm gonna play um, a song called "Cold Summer" that I've been listening to this week by what's her name? By Georgia Mack, who's the lead singer of. Um, of that Australian band that I can't remember. Fuck, what are they called? Camp Cope. Um, I like her because she sings in a very Australian accent. Like, no, 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 no. She sings in just like a very Australian accent and it's endearing to me. The Australia flag. There it is. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Not quite. Not quite. Maybe tomorrow. Or maybe today. Oh, hello. Hello, little boys. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, and there they are. Oh. Oh, I knew I picked the right day to film. Come on. There's a fucking first blades of grass. That's so sick. Isn't that so sick, man? Lights all they're all coming out of ground. Oh, fuck. How fucking sick of plants and nature and shit. Look at all that. You fucking dog. Concrete, I feel closer to God